very special episode coming to y'all right now. Going to preview the Super Bowl, man. Big time matchup between Cincinnati Bengals, who are making their third trip in team history to the Super Bowl, taking on the Rams, who have home field advantage in the Super Bowl. So looking at this game, you know, Rams were seven and three at home. Uh, on the regular season playoffs, five and three at home during the regular season. Bengals seven and three on the road. And another interesting matchup because Zach Taylor was Sean McVay's quarterback coach with the Rams for a few years. So kind of looking at this game. You know, good, just, good, good, uh, was a good tidbit, Nick. Didn't know that. Yeah, no, man. I always got to find a good fact for y'all. Just looking at this game, you know, the biggest game of the year, Super Bowl 56. What are y'all just initial thoughts? What's going to be the X factors, key matchups? Keys to victory, let's just talk about it all, man. Starting out with just uh, what are the keys to victory for each team? Uh, I'll hop on, man. Like, keys to victory um, for the Bengals, I mean, it's pretty simple. Well, it's not simple because it's the damn Super Bowl. They're probably going to get the best defense. But uh, kind of like a cut and paste type of thing, you got to be able to get the ball. You got to be able to get the ball to your playmakers, man. Um, you know, Jamar Chase. You know, not suddenly, but looks like the best receiver in the NFL right now. Like, I'm just, saying, I'm just saying the same thing, man. When you have le- three legitimate number one receivers, talking about Jamar Chase, talking about uh, Tyler Boyd, talking about T. Higgins, that's a lot of stress on any secondary. So, like I said, keys to the game, man. Like, the Bengals are going to have to get the ball in their playmaker's hands before, you know, Vaughn, Leonard Floyd, and uh, AD can get there. Hmm. I, I really think. In terms of keys to the games, it's two, it's two keys, and they both belong to the Los Angeles Rams, and it really depends on if they use those keys or not. The first key is, can the defensive line can and the linebackers, can they get to Joe Burrow, bro? And the second one is, Matt Stafford, how, how many misses would he have throughout this game, bro? Because no no matter how good their defense is, the Bengals have a solid defense as well, bro. Especially they have they have a top five secondary. I'll give them that. You got Jesse Bates, a top a probably top three safety. A woozy eight, a top 10 corner. He played like it. Eli Apple played like a top five corner in the playoffs. So, you know, as much as I hate Eli Apple, he been hooping. He's the reason why they beat the Chiefs last week, right before halftime. What do you do? Yeah. Good tackle on Tyreek. In a one-on-one, Tyreek Hill, open space, and he won that battle right before halftime. So, I think the keys do belong to the Rams, bro. Can they get to Joe Burrow? Does he make it out of that game in one piece, bro? That's really going to be the biggest thing. Yeah, and I'm not going to lie, bro. The Bengals are facing an uphill battle when it comes to protecting Joe Burrow. You look at this Rams team, they had the third highest sack total on the regular season with 50 sacks. Bon Miller has seven sacks over his last seven games. Aaron Donald has seven sacks over his last eight games. And you just look at those numbers from the Rams, talking about how, how, how easily they get to the quarterback. Because you also can't forget Leonard Floyd, a guy who's really came on since he's joined the Rams. And if they can pressure Burrow, it's going to be a long day for Cincinnati. If you think, if you look at it, Joe Burrow has a 40 quarterback rating versus pressure this postseason. Every pick he's thrown this postseason was versus pressure. And if the Rams can pressure him, like Van said, I think it could get ugly. You don't have and to worry Josh. about it. I just say, continuing the conversation, bro, you want to get the, the ball in the hands of your playmakers if you're the Bengals. However, this Rams team is, isn't shoddy anywhere on the field. You got a top three corner in Jalen Ramsey. And on the other side, you got Fuller, who's been coming on. And I really like him. And then you got a dynamic safety duo in the back. So I think this Rams team, a team that plays a lot of zone coverage as well. So it's not a whole lot of one-on-one matchups to exploit. But I think this Rams team can really 
get into that zone coverage, create pressure, and make Joe Burrow hold the ball longer. Because when it's when you play zone, you can't just go with the best matchup, especially with the disguises and things like that. You got to sit there, read, go through your keys, and find the open guy. And I think that's where Joe Burrow might struggle in this game. He's seen a lot of man man to man coverage so far throughout uh, throughout the playoffs. You look at the Chiefs game. Jamar Chase, of course, in the first matchup, dominated one-on-one. Second game, Fenton gave up a touchdown. But, like I said, with his own coverage, I'm not sure if Joe Burrow is going to be able to compete with this Rams defense. What, what, what Matt Stafford do you think we're going to get? I think that's a good point. You know, compare the quarterbacks. What do you think, Josh? Um, I mean, y'all know my take. I don't think that Matt Stafford is that big of an upgrade from Jared Goff. He's been playing really good in the playoffs so far. Um, You know, he has – you know, he had a turnover issue, you know, going into the postseason. And, you know, stuff like that doesn't go away. You know, somebody that uh that with that with the arm talent that Matt, the arm talent that Matt Stafford has, he's gonna, you know, take those chances. He's gonna be, you know, a little reckless with the ball. Especially like like I said, with the receiver that he has. You know, we talk about Cincinnati, but you know, LA has a top five receiving core too, you know, talking about Cooper Cup, you know, statistically the best receiver in the game this year by far. Obviously Odell Beckham, you know, any other system, he'll probably be a number one. So he's going to, you know, in the Vegas offense, that single back offense, you know, is designed to uh, take shots downfield. So uh, I think, you know, I think quarterback-wise advantage, obviously, uh, Cincinnati. But, uh, man, Matt Stafford doesn't have to be, you know, he doesn't have to be good. I mean, he doesn't have to be, like, perfect. He can he can be good. He can he, he can probably win his game. How many interceptions is he going to throw? I'm, 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 I'm going to jump in right here. I'm gonna think he. I'm gonna say he throws zero, bro. Nah, and I, I'm gonna say throw one. Throw he one. hasn't. He hasn't thrown a pick. He threw a pick versus the uh, 49ers. It was perfect uh, against Arizona and Tampa Bay in terms of not turning the ball over. So I'm not really so concerned with Matthew Stafford turning the ball over, especially when you have a guy like Cup, OBJ, and Tyler Higby, who may or may not play this game. But still, he has a lot of options in this passing game. You look at this Bengals defense; they give up. Uh, they were 26th in completion percentage. I think it's going to be easy pickings for Matt Stafford to get the ball out of his hands, get the ball out of his hands quick, especially when you have an O-line that allowed the fifth lowest pressure rate and you just let uh, Matthew Stafford sit back in the pocket, read the defense, take the shots when they're there, and you know what I'm saying, take the easy throws when they're there too because that's one thing Matthew Stafford doesn't get enough credit for is making the easy throws. Oh, I mean, here's the thing. Like, we talk about, you know, the L.A. front seven – but uh, Cincinnati's front seven is no slouch. You got Trey Hendrickson, you know, he probably got close to like a franchise record. He had double-digit sacks. I think it was closer to 14, 15, and 10. Um, DJ Reader, obviously a monster inside, you know. I think he playing – I think – I don't know. I mean, because, you know, McVay single back, they emphasize, you know, stretch and zone and stuff like that. But, you know, from B to B, I think DJ Reader can definitely, you know, shut down the inside running game for, uh, for L.A. Shut down? I mean, I mean, they're not gonna get zero yards, but you know, I mean, it'll be less effective than you know would it be if he wasn't there. But man, you know, there's a thing. Matt Stafford, I don't know who's who is uh, what you call play. I mean, you had you go you go against Shaquille Bear and JPP. Um, but with, I mean, still without Andrew Whitworth that game, by the way, it's still a thing to where um, you know, since they're gonna get some pressure, that's how they've been winning. Really, you know, they talk about LA playing a lot of man. You know, Cincinnati kind of relies on, um, you know, creating pressure with four, which is actually kind of the, you know, perfect formula in today's NFL. If you can get pressure with four, drop seven in coverage, you know, even if your secondary isn't the best, you know, you can still make plays. So I, I wouldn't, you know, like I said, I think LA's 
uh, front seven definitely is gets the advantage. But I wouldn't sleep on, you know, what Cincinnati be doing. And uh, momentum is real. So I agree with your point with, about momentum being very important. But who has the most momentum, I would say right now, is a guy by the name of Odell Beckham Jr. averaging 75 receiving yards uh, in these playoffs and this Rams offense as a whole. You look at this Bengals defense, yes, they rush forward, do all of that. But you look at this team, the biggest X factor for the Rams is going to be Cam Akers in terms of this offense. This, uh, this Bengals defense gave up 5.8 yards per carry versus the Chiefs last week. If Cam Akers can get off and then you take the pressure off Matthew Stafford's shoulders like we saw in that game versus Arizona where he only had to throw 17 passes, you don't have to worry about what Matthew Stafford's are going to get. And you really are not going to have to worry about it. The Bengals have to hone in on Cam Akers. That just allows guys like Odell and Cooper Cup to continue on the momentum they've built throughout the year and throughout this postseason. It just allows them to have easier one-on-one, uh, less guys in coverage matchups. You know what I'm saying? So I think – I just think it's a lose-lose situation for this Bengals defense. Yes, they've created two takeaways in each playoff game, but I'd be surprised if they walk out of this playoff game with one. I mean, here's what I'll say, though, about that. Um, you know, in the age of you know, everybody, you know, wanting to get smaller and faster and nickel, you know, like money backers and edge stuff like that. Cincinnati has two legitimate, you know, run-stopping thumpers at linebacker. Talk about Logan Wilson and Jermaine Pratt. And uh, I think that's kind of uh, not antithesis, not antithesis, but that's kind of can be like can counteract. You feel what I'm saying? You know, can make it some of the other stuff that uh, McVay tries to do with the single back because you know let's we talk about let's let's be honest. We're talking about Kansas City. Nobody is concerned about the Kansas City running game. You Clyde Edwards, Clyde Edwards, Elaire is a great running back. The other dude they had back there is Jerry McKinnon. Jerry he got off. He not, he's not a pro bowl another, but he's a good you know. Good guy you can give 10 care of the game to. But as I'm saying, I, just what I witnessed, you know, I've seen Cincinnati lining up in like Dom and Nick. I don't think they got into like a base three, four the whole game. Because like I said, nobody's scared about, you know, Kansas City's running game. And uh, whatever, however you want to take it, Kansas City has the most explosive passing offense in the league. So they can come down, you know, get in some, you know, base per se formations, three, four, four, three. But now really in the NFL base is nickel. But, um, you know, It'll, it'll, it'll depend on how McVay wants to come out. If he wants to come out and establish the run, I think, like I said, you know, Pratt and Logan Wilson will be those two linebackers inside. You know, those guys can run sideline to sideline. They can, you know, for them saying, they can limit, you know, Cam makers in the run game. And um, you know, depending on what Cincinnati does, L.A. may be in a position where they get down um, and have to start throwing the ball. And, you know, like I said, uh, you know, Cincinnati has proven, you know, they not – nobody's going to – and they, they didn't stop Kansas City by no stretch of the imagination, but they can uh, they can make big plays when needs to be. Like I said, and oh, like I didn't say it yet, you know, overtime when uh, Kansas City won the ball, no, when uh, Kansas City won the ball, when Kansas City won the toss, uh, everybody went crazy. Everybody celebrated because they just assumed, you know, that uh, Patty was gonna go down and score. Well, that was second, third play, Jesse Bates over the top interception. So uh, you know, like I, like Van said, it's not a. I don't agree with his assessment of. Now how good their secondary is, especially Eli Apple. But I do think this is a team. In the playoffs, Eli Apple hasn't been top five corner. No, I don't. I I don't have no data to back not back that up. But Eli Apple is top five. You know, I mean, he think. he's made the game winning plays in two of their last three playoff games, and that's okay. facts. Okay, man. See, this is why I be getting mad, bro. Like, how are you trying to tell me, like, you're going to sit here and tell me Eli Apple is, is a all top five corner in the NFL right now? He said in the playoffs. In the, in the NFL like, right now. The NFL the, is right now Super Bowl. 
No, no that's not true. Change your mind. The Rams, the Rams probably got five quarters better than Eli Apple right now. Like, bro, stop talking. You heard what I said. I said in the playoffs, he's played like a top five quarter. Okay. Against Amen. the Titans, what he do? Game winning, game winning tip to get the game winning interception. Against the Chiefs, what he do? Stop Tyreek Hill in open space to, from getting two yards. Touchdown. That would have put the game away at halftime. The game would have been over, and that's facts. That's all I'm saying. You put it words in my mouth. No, he's not a top five corner. No, he's not a top ten corner. He said, no, he said top, top five in the postseason. You said but that, right? Who, who's played better in the postseason as a, as a corner than him? He's He made – you named two plays that he made. Those are, Like I said, Cincinnati – The game plays. The game-winning plays. I, I think he brings up a good point, bro. No, he, he don't. He don't bring up no damn good I do, point. I do bring up a good That's point. That's not a good point, bro. Right, like, bro. Jesse I, Bates is a far away the best player in that secondary. Cooper Cup. He like, probably will. Do you know why Cincinnati can't run, man? Because they have no corner that can run. They don't have no corner that can run any number one. They don't have a number one corner, bro. How many catches did he have? How many catches did Tyreek have? And that was Eli Apple. That was Eli Apple's responsibility. He cried on Twitter more times than he had catches. Last Sunday. That's facts. That's Man, facts. I respect you. You know, I, like I said, you know, but you just be you, like some shit. You just be trying to, I don't know if you're trying to be. That's you know, facts. I'm not in my bro. Like Eli Apple. Y'all heard me last week on the pod. <laughs> the reason why, I mean, LA runs a lot of zone, but they can, they could come down and run. I, personally, I would like to see, you know, really Ramsey shadow. Jamar and them run zone behind that. I just think that would be really interesting concept. But the the reason Cincinnati runs a lot of zone because they don't have a number one corner. Awuzie, solid guy, more of a slot. He top five PFF. Look it up, bro. A fact. Okay, and what you think about what you what do you think about PFF in terms of that greatest system right now? I think it's legit, bro. Nigga, shut up. Anyway, I think he graded better uh, than Jalen Ramsey. Him and Eli uh, matters, bro. You can't be matter of fact. All right, man. I'm not going. Matter of fact, these facts. No. You going off your heart, bro. You got heart. I like. That. I'm going off my eyes. <laughs> all four like of that. them. All four of them. No, <laughs> these have never told me Eli Apple it should be a starting cornerback in the league. These have told me that Eli Apple has years upon years of why he's been a journeyman. Because last guess two, what? Did you see though? These last two weeks, what did you see though? All right, bro. When when Odell put 18 for 275 on him. That- might happen. I'm all I all I. But you think it's not gonna happen because you think Eli Apple is a Pro Bowler right now, and he's not. He made two the good plays. Best in the world, bro. What he do? Zero catches. And that's so Eli Apple shadowed Tyreek here the whole game and shut him down. Yes, he shut him down. Oh my God, bro! That it's, is not. No, it's, it's not. Eli Apple did not bad. shadow Tyreek. Neither they, this ain't even play man like that. So no way that Eli Apple is a guy that you think, and how smart you are, no way you think Eli Apple is a guy that's going to be a, a game changer in this game versus nobody, any of the receivers. It's Cooper Cup going to find the holes. Cooper Cup, Odell Beckham, Tyler Higby, Nick Hayes. Anybody can get open against uh, Eli Apple. Shout out my guy, Nick. But Eli Apple is not a – he like I said, he made two – I'm a damn computer acting up. He made two really good plays in a they, playoff they, moment. That does not overshadow him being a bust, a top 10 corner that cannot cover anybody. So he made good plays, but Eli Apple is not – I'm so tired. I'm mad that we talked about Eli Apple on the damn podcast this long because he made more headlines on Twitter than the damn games. People that hated on him more, bro. All I, I do. hate him, but you was talking about he's a top five corner right now, man. You sound like you on a pipe, bro. He played like a top five corner in these playoffs. That no, is he made two good plays. All right. 
plays. Great plays. I'm going to jump in right here, bro. I'm going to end take the Eli Apple discussion. I will say Eli Apple has played above Eli Apple in this postseason. Which does not mean shit so, because Eli on, Apple before on. that sucked. I'm, I'm talking. I'm talking. Oh, man, right. Yes, he was a bust when he was in New Orleans. Got cut. Went to the Giants. Got cut. All of that. But he's resurrected himself in Cincinnati. Yeah, two, right. three, two, three all seasons ago, they brought in Trey Waynes, Mackenzie Alexander, but guess who stayed? Eli Apple. Or guess who they invested in and kept and started? Eli Apple. So obviously Eli Apple has proved himself to got rid of the bus label to prove he's a legitimate starting corner in the NFL. He started 17 weeks, and you know what I'm saying? He's in the Super Bowl now. So I'm not going to say he's a bad player. I don't think he's a bad player. I think he's a good, a good player who's made plays this postseason, and he deserves some credit for that. But now we got to talk about the biggest story, the biggest headline in this game, and that's Joe Burrow, a guy who won the Heisman two years ago, won a college national championship two years ago. Yes, Josh. I think you mispronounced that. I think his name is uh, Joe Shiesty now, but keep going, bro. Oh, I mean, okay, Joe Shiesty, Joe Burrow, however you want to slice it. I just want to see, we've talked about their defense. We've talked about Matt Stafford. What kind of an impact do y'all think Joe Burrow can realistically have on this game? Man, you know, I've been saying this for a long time, even since LSU, talking about arm talent, talking about the ability to make plays with his legs and uh, having them, them big cojones. I see a lot of Aaron Rodgers in, uh, in Joe Burrow. But, uh, I mean, at this point, you know, Joe Burrow is on a trajectory, is on a trajectory to have way more, you know, postseason success than Aaron Rodgers. About 1.5 years into his career, essentially, already making it into a Super Bowl. Um, his support, I mean, his receivers are great, but everything else around him, I mean, actually, he got a pretty good supporting cast outside of a, you know, bad right side of offensive line. But, man, like, you know, you talk about L.A. running a lot of zone. Yeah, for a younger quarterback, that typically would be a problem. But I don't think Joe Burrow is, you know, your typical young quarterback. He's, you know, whatever defenses have thrown at him, he succeeded and flipped and, you know, made, made it to where, you know, he's going to be – you had to almost treat him like – you see teams treating like John Morant now in the NBA, like he's going to get off. He's going to get his 250, going to get his 300. We just got to limit, you know, the other aspects of the game. Make, you know, make it tough for Jamar to get the ball. Make it tough for T. Higgins to get the ball. You know, make, get them in territory, get them behind the chains so it's tougher to convert these third downs. But, um, <clears throat> I mean, I, like I, I'll go back to my earlier point. I really would like to see Jalen Ramsey you know, kind of shadow Jamar Chase. Kind of, he kind of um, said it early in the week that he, that was kind of his. Um, that's what he wanted. If he would, if he played man against Jamar and they ran zone behind it, I think that would be their best formula. But uh, here's the thing, you know, Nick, the zones. There, there, all zones have natural holes in them, whether it be you know the post, you know, in intermediate route things like that. You can scheme open. Um, you can you can scheme guys open in zone, and I think that. Um, Obviously, they're going to be reliant upon, um, like I said, Leonard, AD, and Vaughn getting there and making, the, making life difficult for him. But if they're just going to sit back and play cover three, cover four all game, that's not the – that ain't the thing for them because Joe Burrow will tear that apart. Mm. So, about Joe Burrow, bro, he's probably the coolest quarterback, just not, not in terms of, like, swag, but in terms of just, like, calmness on the, on the field, bro. Like, I've never seen him yell at his teammates, bro. He's always just – calm bro he has his demeanor it's just like all right bro i trust him to get the job done with that being said bro 
in these playoffs. The last time I saw just him just like torching all uh defenses, bro, like over the top, was probably when they played the Chiefs in the regular season. Like, well, these last three games, bro, it's been a lot of ball control, trusting your defense, make the play. And I think it's going to be a lot of the same in this upcoming game. Like, uh, I don't think they've had a touchdown over 40 yards. Well, uh, last week against the Chiefs, uh, he threw a little a, a screen pass to the running back Bernard. That was the last, that was the only time I've seen him score a touchdown over 40 yards. Uh, I've only seen him have another big play, and that was when Chase uh, caught a pass and ran in for like 40 plus yards, but he got tackled. But uh, the big plays are coming off short check down passes, and he's trusting his teammates. With that being said, do I think he can uh, make it happen in the in the Super Bowl against this Rams defense? I I, I highly uh, I highly uh, doubt it, but I think he can still get the job done with ball control and turn into a game where every possession matters. Vance, to your point, uh, last week versus Kansas City, that quick passing game was instrumental. Burrow went 14 for 19, two touchdowns on the quick passing game. They only gave up one sack that game. So Burrow was getting the ball out of his hands fast, getting it to his playmakers, and it was a formula that really worked for them. And to your point, he was also getting the ball to those running backs a lot. So Maji Piran, Joe Mixon, they combined for six receptions, 70 yards, and a touchdown in that game. But also I think an underrated part of Joe Burrow's game is his ability to scramble and convert first downs. Uh, versus the Chiefs, he had five rushes, uh, 25 yards, and four of those five rushes were conversions on third down. So if Joe Burrow can get out the pocket, pick up those third and mediums, that's a big part of this Bengals offense in terms of keeping the chains moving, staying on the field, and you know what I'm saying, leading those long drives that get you to the red zone. However, when you get to the red zone, that's where the Rams defense is best. They're the eighth best red zone defense. Everywhere else, you know, they're more of a bend-on-break defense. But if Joe Barrow can get you to that point, get you to the red zone, that's easy points, whether that be three or seven. As long as you can get to that red zone, that's almost guaranteed points with a kicker like Evan McPherson. Let me ask you this. I guess I was going to say, I'm going to ask both of y'all this. You know, um, Kansas City, obviously, their secondary is not as good as um, L.A. But uh, this this won't be the first time, you know, Joe Burrows went up against and, uh, a fearsome, you know, front four, front seven. Obviously, we know about the nine sacks against Tennessee. And even with Kansas City, you got Chris Jones, you got Melvin Ingram, you got uh, Frank Clark. Like, this is a guy that's kind of been under duress most of these playoffs, which makes it even more impressive, you know, how well he's been balling. Um, so, no, nah, man, I just feel like, you know, in terms of secondary, this will probably be the best secondary he's placed, played um, uh, so far. But, um, man, I don't, like, I don't think that, you know, like I said earlier, I don't think that them just rushing forward, you know, playing cover two, cover two, cover three, cover, th- cover, two, cover, three, cover four all game is going to be effective because, you know, Joe Burrow has, you know, shown time and time again that, you know, I don't, he doesn't care. Obviously, he doesn't care how many times he gets hits. He doesn't get back up, make the throw that he needs to make. Like you said, Nick, make the that third down conversion with his legs. He's going to keep it pushing. So um, we talk about how talented this L.A. defense is, and I think, you know, I'm not going to disagree with it, but um, <laughs> it sounds crazy when you got, I think, two of the, the two best defensive players in the league. But they're going to need to um, – they're going to need to come up with, like, some, something special or, uh, you know, some like some scheme change in order to really, uh, you know, really lock down and, and, you know, secure the dub because I'm saying, like, you know, nobody said that this Cincinnati team to be here, but they're here for a reason. I keep, I keep reiterating the point. You have, in my opinion, three number one receivers, got a Pro Bowl running back, and you got a decent – you got half an offensive line, you know. So I think that it's going to be 
You know, it's going to be tough on L.A.'s defense. Like you said, Nick, they're more of a bend or break. They're not really the shutdown kind. And uh, Cincinnati has shown time and time again that they're able to convert, you know, not only like these those third downs, like you said, but in the red zone. And, like again, like you said, also, Evan McPherson is a weapon anytime you're, in, you're inside the 40, essentially. So, you know, somebody on L.A.'s defense, not named Ramsey, Jalen Ramsey, Leonard Floyd, Aaron Donald, or Von Miller is going to have to step up and make a really make a really big make really big plays that play above their head. Yeah, and I think that guy to step up is gonna have to be Darius Williams, the corner opposite Jalen Ramsey. Uh, I think he's a guy who's kind of underrated in coverage, a very good guy. But I think he's gonna have to step up and have to he's gonna have to you know what I'm saying hold his side down because not only do you have Jamal Chase who didn't get off versus the Chiefs, I didn't forget I bet you owe me fifty dollars wearing my shirt, whatever you want to do. By the way, because no. Uh, what? No Bengals receiver went over 150. I can bring the clip back just in case you need to refresh it. But T. Higgins was the Bengals' best receiver that game, going for 103 yards with six receptions. So the Rams are going to need to uh, limit the production of those Bengals, that Bengals offense, because the less the Bengals offense is on the field, the more time Matthew Stafford gets the ball, the more time Cam Akers gets the ball, and the easier the game becomes, whether you're an explosive offense or not, the more time you have the ball, the more likely you are to win. So now, I think it's about that time, guys. Let's make our game picks. Um, man, like you know, I like this. Obviously, I mean, Arizona was my regular season team, and um, you know, quarterback is the most position important position, singularly important position in all of American sports. And um, from our perspective, you know, big advantage, Cincinnati. Even not only with receiver, well, not only a quarterback, I think is a big advantage, but uh, in the receiving core as well. I think that, yeah, Cooper Cut, Triple Crown winner, but I think Jamar Chase is better than Cooper Cup. And, I, you know, Odell Beckham, um, he's a great number one. He, I mean, he's a great number two, will be a number one. He has it a number one, but I think that the combination of Tyler Boyd and T. Higgins is better than one Odell Beckham. So you combine that, man, I got to go. Yeah, let me get let me get 3128 Cincinnati, man. Ooh. Man, let's talk to him. Okay. Uh so like I mean, common sense is the Rams have a competent O-line. The Bengals don't, bro. Take the Rams. But uh today I was scrolling on uh Twitter. I happened to come across this uh this meme, this picture, bro. And it was a picture of the Simpsons. And they predicted that the Bengals would win the Super Bowl 34-31 mm. years ago, bro. And, you know, you never go against the Simpsons. Thanks. But I'm going to go with the Rams, bro. Joe Burrow's getting put back, bro. Come on, man. Now, now this start, I, I am going to bet $10, 34 31 Bengals, bro. Like, it's, it's the Simpsons, bro. But uh, the smart money, I'm, I'm I'm going with – I'm rocking with the Rams, bro. Yeah, I like how you dove into the metaverse to advance, find the holes <laughs> in the simulation. But I'm going to – I'm going to be honest, brothers, Rams defense is a defense that's one of the tops in the league. Regardless of what the statistics say, you just look at the name brand, guys. The things that they're able to do on that defense, they've created a turnover in 10 straight games, bro. They're the top sack, they're a top five sack team in the league. 11th highest blitz percentage. I think it's going to be a long day for Joe Burrow. I think Matthew Stafford is going to have a really good game. Just looking at the two receivers he has, especially if they're able to establish a running game, I think it'll be easy pickings for Matthew Stafford. And I'm sorry, bro. I think it's gonna. I think this game might be a blowout. I'm gonna go 35-21 Rams. Well, right. I mean, the thing is, while while I'm still rocking with the Rams, bro, 
do not sleep on the Bengals defense, but they've been, they will probably, they're in the Super Bowl because they're the most complete team in the NFL. If they had an offensive line, bro, they'd be the most OP team in the NFL. They're the, but they definitely are the most complete team. They have a, a solid uh, top 10 player in every position, except for corners and O-line. Hmm. I think you got a good point, Vance, talking about their defense, talking about how complete of a team they are. But I think the Rams are even more complete, bro, because they have the hey, O-line. They got Me the defense. Too, yeah. I mean, I think it's a summation. I think we're all kind of saying the same thing. I'm not going to disagree with y'all. Um, I think uh, L.A. is a better team. But I think I think L.A. is a better team. But just talking about individual star power, like, man, you know, Jamar to Joe, man, like, no, the league has not been able to stop it. Um, you know, talking about Kansas City, I think that – That's crazy. What's great? The league hasn't been able to stop Matthew Stafford to Cooper Cook, if we're being honest. I mean, that's true, too. That's also true. But um, I just like I said, I think that in a, in a sport where one position matters more than any any other position, the quarterback may be not, not, but quarterback determines your success more in football than it does in any other sport. Now, I got I think Joe Burrow is a better quarterback than Matt Stafford, man. And it's not, I don't think it's by insignificant gap. So that's why I'm so is he, uh, those field goals into touchdowns. Which field goal? What do you mean? Every time they get in, get in across the 50, bro, they're always kicking field goals instead of scoring touchdowns. Man, Zach Taylor got a bag, though. You, t- you seen it against, um, I think, the Raiders, you know, finding creative ways to get the hand, getting the ball into Mars' hands in the backfield. You know, I don't, I'm not, I don't got no intel. I'm not in Ohio. But I, I, I'm, he, that, in the Super Bowl, you have certain plays that you don't pull out all season until yeah. you, know, you need them. I wouldn't be surprised to see, like I said, Jamar, Ala. You know, Debo Samuels, you know, play a little wide back. You know, maybe some desire runs with Joe Burrow, a third and short, something like that. You know, I think – I I don't know why I'm such a big Zach Taylor fan. Oh, I know why, because he's kind of demonstrated that he's able to, um, you know, manufacture touches for his best players, you know, get them to the, get them re- the ball. Of- I was about to say, just remember where Zach Taylor learned it from. Who? Sean McFay. Yeah, I'm, I'm rocking 24. Oh, that's facts. That's facts. You know, this, this ain't no Nick Saban, Jimbo Fisher situation. I don't think, I don't think McVay is the big dog on the block quite yet. Um, super sick because I think you know Aaron Donald deserves this. You know, I think for somebody that I know, think Odell deserves this. True, that's also very true. I also I think, think LA's front office deserves this because they don't have a first round pick for like what these past ten years. Oh bro. yeah, they dropped the bag just like the Lakers, bro. Yeah. It is. And now, yeah, bro, I'm like the Lakers, they're actually good. So. I mean, the Lakers won the championship. They got their ring out of LeBron, bro. Yep. And now it's time for LA to get their ring out of Cooper Cup, the new biggest star in LA, man. Okay. Mm. A white <laughs> would never be the biggest star in LA. A white athlete would never be the biggest star in LA. Jerry West. Elgin Baylor. <laughs> 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 no, so, man, I just think that. Like it's you know it's it's splitting hairs, man. Obviously, it is the Super Bowl, so you're gonna split it. But I mean, I looked on some of the gambling sites. Cincinnati's like a touchdown underdog or something crazy, four or five points. Like that's that's like bulletin board material. You feel what I'm saying? So talk about going back to the momentum thing. Like you look at that, you, like that's you literally can just put that on the wall. Bengals plus six and a half. That's motivated people. Um, and I'll take that bet actually. So nah, man, you know. You don't get here, you know. I think a lot of people. I mean, Cincinnati's playing with house money, like you said, Nick. LA needs to win this to kind of validate all the decisions the front office made. 
And I think when you're playing loose and confident, man, it's, it, it, it's a, it makes a huge difference versus kind of being up tight and kind of expecting to win this. So, you know, there's a lot of different factors. I think LA is a better team, but I think Cincinnati got more stuff going for them. Yeah. And so I think we've had a good talk, man. Got some good, you know what I'm saying, good predictions about this game. The game Sunday, of course, we're going to come back talk about the game after the game. And so with that, make sure y'all tune in to Super Bowl Sunday. Check in with us after the Super Bowl for the recap. And we out of here. Man, go eat that baby mama or that baby shower food at the Super Bowl party. Meatball, Rotel. <laughs>